The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning. I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. The U.S. Senate has extended its session to work on aid and border security. Let's get to Ed Baxter. He's in the Bloomberg Newsroom. Eddie? Yeah, thank you very much, Doug. End of the traditional congressional session today, but Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is saying, don't go home. There's work to be done on Israel and Ukraine funding, for sure. We hope to come to an agreement, but no matter what, members should be aware that we will vote on a supplemental proposal next week. Now, basically, go home if you want, but miss the vote if you do. The White House, by the way, is saying that negotiations are going in the right direction. Russian President Vladimir Putin holding his annual news conference today. Bloomberg's Greg Sullivan says exuding optimism and confidence. We've heard about the war in Ukraine that came up uh, early on, um, where he gave an unusual amount of detail, including the number of troops that are there. Um, But what was significant there also was that he ruled out the need for a second mobilization, actually saying that a recruiting campaign the government is currently doing has pulled in enough troops, uh, even saying more than they had initially planned. Yes, Sullivan says Putin also said the economy was turning around and, of course, ahead of elections there. EU leaders have agreed to open membership talks with Ukraine. This an historic political win for Kyiv. EU Council President Charles Michel saying a clear signal of hope for the people and for the continent. Israel reiterating today that the war with Hamas will take a long time. Uh, this is more questions are asked about limiting civilian casualties, especially by the U.S., calling it a lower-intensity war. Pentagon spokesman uh, General Major General Pat Ryder says the U.S. is working very hard to get that done. We will continue to expect that Israel conducts its operations in accordance with the law of armed conflict. Yeah, and Israel's defense minister then saying that uh, um, it's going to be several months or more, longer war. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has uh, met today with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu and his war cabinet, as well as other officials. And uh, the White House says he got a detailed briefing on Israel's war plan. Swing states are swinging away from President Biden. The Bloomberg News Morning Consult Battleground poll uh, released today shows Donald Trump is leading in all seven of the states that are likely to decide the election next year. Bloomberg's Rick Davis. Michigan is a classic study of a swing state that means everything to Joe Biden. Joe Biden does not win the presidency without Michigan, and yet Michigan was tied in the previous two uh, polls that Bloomberg did and is behind now Trump 
for the first time in this series uh, uh, in Michigan. And Rick says a poll shows that uh, neither party voters excited about another Biden-Trump matchup. Hong Kong police are now offering $125,000 reward for information on five local dissidents residing overseas. This a double down on its controversial use of bounties to chase after pro-democracy activists in the name of national security. Global news 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter and this is Bloomberg. All right, right, Eddie B., thank you so much. Uh, Let's get to the business news flow now, and we'll begin with the Fed and that dovish pivot from yesterday. It's really been the driving force behind what was a rally in the equity market today. But uh, today, it looked as though uh, some signs of exhaustion began to manifest. Market technicals pointing to overbought levels, and that makes the equity market a little vulnerable here to a pullback. At the same time today, some of the big names on Wall Street, the big banks, are anticipating Fed rate cuts will happen earlier and faster in the new year. Here is Bloomberg's Ann Cates. Goldman Sachs economists see three 25 basis point interest rate cuts next year starting in March and for the Fed's preferred inflation gauge to slow to just over 2 percent, slightly higher than the central bank's target. Barclays is now calling for three reductions in 2024 beginning in June from just one ahead of this week's Fed meeting. And J.P. Morgan bumped its view on the start of the easing cycle to June from July and is looking for interest rates to be trimmed five times next year. In Washington, Ann Cates, Bloomberg Radio. The European Central Bank kept interest rates steady today, but President Christine Lagarde said policymakers mustn't get complacent following a slump in inflation. She said there are enduring upside risks to consumer prices. And in a news conference, Lagarde was asked if a rate cut was even discussed during the last policy meeting. We did not discuss rate cuts at all. No discussion, no debate on this issue. And I think everybody in the room takes the view that between hike and cut, there's a whole plateau, whole beach of hold. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know, solid, liquid, gas. You don't go from, li- from solid to gas without going through the liquid phase. So this was just not discussed. There is sublimation, but never mind, we'll move on. Lagarde's comments come despite the latest ECB forecasts offering further grounds for optimism. Headline inflation is seen averaging 5.4% in 2023, but forecasts show lower price gains at 2.7% next year and 2.1% in 2025. It's still a great metaphor, though, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Let's get to the Bank of England next. The BOE keeping interest rates steady today at a 15-year high. The BOE also sticking with its message that borrowing cost will remain elevated for some time, despite growing bets in the market for a wave of rate cuts in 2024. Here is BOE Governor Andrew Bailey after today's decision. Our job is to achieve the 2% inflation target sustainably. Now, we're making good progress. Inflation has come down from 11% to where it is today, just over 4.5%. And it will come down further. But we have to achieve it sustainably. So there is more to do. So I'm encouraged by where we are. But we have got more to do to get to that target. And that's what we will do. That is the governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey. Now, the BOE also said it could hike rates again if there was evidence of more persistent inflationary pressures. Paul? We get the China activity figures for November later on today. Bloomberg's Rashad Salamat has a preview. Industrial production and retail sales are both expected to show big gains last month compared to a year ago. However, the headline numbers may flatter to deceive. Don't forget November 2022 was a time when large parts of China 
were only just starting to emerge from COVID lockdowns. Bloomberg Economics expecting industrial production rising 4.9%, up from 4.6% in October. Meanwhile, economists surveyed giving a forecast of just over 5.5%. Our economists say month-on-month data will likely paint a grimmer picture, though. Early indicators suggest manufacturing continued to slow in the month and the property slump's drag on overall consumer spending persisted. On retail sales, Bloomberg economists say it'll rise 8.8% from 7.6% the prior month. Consensus is for 12.5%. In Hong Kong, I'm Rashad Salamat, Bloomberg Radio. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will be revisiting China again next year. The story from Bloomberg's Denise Pellegrini. The Treasury Secretary says a significant portion of the agenda will focus on discussing difficult areas of concern with her counterpart. And she also says she'll try to deepen areas of cooperation and improve communication, even as she vowed to continue confronting Beijing over national security and human rights. In planned remarks to the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, Yellen also made clear the U.S. would continue to pursue export controls and investment restrictions that have angered Beijing. But she also said it's crucial to engage with China in ways that could prevent potential diplomatic and financial crises. Yellen has emerged as something of a good cop in the Biden administration's handling of China relations through a relationship-building trip to China and also through meetings here in the U.S. Denise Pellegrini, Bloomberg Radio. All right, uh, we have got uh, Citigroup uh, shutting its municipal business, and uh, that business was once the envy of its rivals. We've got more from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. It is one of the most dramatic moves yet by CEO Jane Frazier as she seeks to squeeze better returns out of the Wall Street giant. According to a memo to staff seen by Bloomberg News, the bank decided the business, which has tumbled in the rankings for underwriting state and local debt, is, quote, no longer viable given our commitment to increase the firm's overall returns. Citigroup intends to complete the wind-down by the end of the first quarter. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Let's take a closer look now at some of this week's central bank action with our own Michael McKee, Bloomberg International Economics and Policy Correspondent, joining us from here in New York City. Michael, it's always a pleasure. We can get to the Fed momentarily. Let's talk about what happened today with the ECB and the BOE, both leaving rates unchanged and both a lot less dovish than the Fed. Any sense of why they took that more hawkish point of view? For the Bank of England, it's basically that inflation is higher and uh, wage growth is stronger than the bank would like to see. And 
they don't think they're out of the woods yet in terms of inflation. The ECB has seen inflation come down a lot more. But uh, again, they're also concerned that because uh, they can't control energy prices, they're much more exposed to energy. And they don't know exactly what's going to happen with the pattern wage negotiations that are coming up at the beginning of the year. They don't want the markets to get carried away with the idea of rate cuts. So both uh, banks pushing back on that idea without rejecting the idea that in 2024 they could be cutting rates. Well, we have seen traders uh, getting carried away with the idea of Fed rate cuts. Uh, What are markets saying about the possibility of rate cuts from the ECB and BOE next year? Well, the markets are pricing in rate cuts for both of those banks. Uh, I think four was the last I saw for the Bank of England, which seems like a lot given the bank, as I said, has a a much greater inflation issue than uh, the United States or uh, the bank, uh, the European Central Bank. Um, the question for the ECB is uh, for how how they're going to do this because they've still got uh, they are still reinvesting their rolling over bonds uh, which the Fed stopped and so they may uh, continue that for a while then slowly get out of that and that would be a signal that rate cuts might be coming. So let's bring it back to the Fed because of that uh, pretty dovish pivot yesterday. It may have surprised the market quite a bit. We had an enormous rally in uh, treasuries yesterday. And at the short end of the curve, I think uh, the two-year was down uh, nearly 30 basis points. And we were lower today in yields across the curve. Michael, do you think this is concerning the Fed that this pivot has created so much easing and financial conditions. May may not that be a, a little worrisome? If it continued and if it translated into lower borrowing costs immediately, it might concern the Fed. But we've seen rates go down over the last month as the markets anticipated the Fed. But we didn't see credit card rates or auto loan rates uh, falling. We didn't see the prime rate falling. Mortgage rates came down, but only into the sevens. So it's not an immediate transmission mechanism. The financial conditions indexes reflect a lot of what goes on in equity markets. Uh, The fact that equity markets are buoyed is good news for consumer spending going along. But at this point, I think the Fed is going to wait and see what happens. They suggested they're going to be cutting rates, but they didn't say when. The markets think it's going to be earlier. The Fed will... uh, judge on a meeting-by-meeting basis when they think they need to do it. We've still got an inverted yield curve, though, don't we? (laughs) We've got the 10-year right now, 392, the 2 at 438, so a spread of about 46 basis points. Uh, uh, What's the expectation around this normalizing? It should continue to normalize, but uh, the the yield curve's kind of in a position of – well, it's been signaling something that hasn't happened because basically this is a completely different economic cycle. But the question is, where does the 10-year go? Where do the longer rates go when we don't know exactly where the Fed is going to go? The market has to reflect what they think uh, both the Fed rate is going to be and the inflation rate and then uh, some sort of uh, time discount. And At this point, nobody quite knows where the Fed ends up. We know they won't go back to zero, but do they go back to five or four or three percent? So until the markets figure that out, it's going to be hard to get a handle on exactly uh, where the 
the yield curve stops. Michael, we had the retail sales numbers uh, today. What, what do they tell us about the health of the American consumer? The American consumer seems healthy and willing to spend. The, <laughs> uh, the retail sales numbers were good. Now, you, you generally have to take them over a couple of month average because they do get uh, revised quite often. And while we were up three-tenths on the overall number, we were flat, uh, revised down from a two-tenths gain. So basically, it was still a, a small gain, but it was a gain. And the things that people bought were clothing and toys and sporting goods and electronics, the kind of things that we expect them to buy in the holiday season. So it does seem that consumers are not pulling back too much at this point. So you combine that with the weekly jobless claims numbers, and it looks as though uh, the U.S. is going to manage a soft landing, right, very quickly. Fair point? Well, it's a fair point. You have to take the jobless claims numbers with a bit of a grain of salt at this time of year because of all the holidays, but it does show still strength. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast-to-coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Doug Krisner. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel, it's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.